praises prophet is that it makes life easy. Ah, let me help you. Eight years ago, on this altar, I told you, I saw Obama rule for two terms. And I saw after Obama coming a man, he's tall, he brushes his hair to the back. He shall rule over America and he will show them pepe. He will bring America back to the, uh, to the scriptures. When I told you, and over the eight years, I said it again and again and again, when this began to flip, people came to me and said, Apostle, but you know, it seems the, the other person is winning. I said, you don't understand. God does not send prophet to say things that will appease you or that will make you feel good. No, God is saying what is predetermined. But let me say this to you. Who is the president of America today? Trump. When Trump came up in January, February, by March, God told me that that is the man. Look at him very well. And I saw him. And I said, but God, the man you, you showed me was younger. And God said, yes, he's an old man, but with a young brain. Eh? Can you not see that as a tweet? Hallelujah. All liars in the world have failed. So they hate him. Formerly, the press will expect information to be disseminated by them. The order of things have changed. Do you know what you and I need to do? Pray for Trump that Holy Spirit will speak to him about nation. And when he hears in the night, he will tweet it to the whole world. I'm coming soon, says the Lord. And my reward is with me. And I will give to everyone according to the works of their hands. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Do you know something about this Trump issue? I need to help you, church, to know. This is my stand. This is the stand of heaven. Because in this house, God told us he will win. When everybody said he will not win. This is it. The man said everything that should make him lose. But yet he won. The man, people rose against him. Even his own party. Yet he won. Some people are protesting now. Yet he won. Which means if God says anything, it does not matter who opposes it. It will come to pass. The first time America will have a president who quoted the scriptures on his inauguration. A president who said that this nation is a Christian nation. I mean, many of them are trying to be politically correct. England is a Christian nation, isn't it? Isn't it? In it. <laughs> I hope our politicians will stand to say that. That does not mean being nepotic. No. Saudi Arabia is a Muslim nation. Republic Iran, Iran, uh, Iran, Islamic Republic, or whatever they call it. They call themselves Islamic. Uh, uh, Pakistan, call themselves Islamic. Why should Britain not call itself Christian? Thank God. We have a man in America who said, this is a Christian what? Nation. Period. Take Jesus back to the White House. That does not mean prejudicial at all. Because what happened to Saudi Arabia, what's happening in the Gulf Station, why the states, if they can call themselves Islamic, why should Christians not call themselves Christian? And let me say this to you, watch out all those people who are protesting. I looked at the majority and the signs they carry. Be careful of the deception of the devil by Luciferians. 
That protest has no sense. Is there anyone among them who can say he had never talked nonsense before? When they accused Trump. All of them have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The mouth of all of them have even said more rough things than Trump. So what is the purpose? The, a nation voted the person they wanted. What is the, pro, what is the problem with England? What's your business in England about the person they... And you are going to protest and kill yourself for nothing? That is utter nonsense. It has nothing to do with women. It has to do with the devil. Because a, a, a Christian leader took over. And he began to speak for Jesus. Hell set loose. So none of you Christian women should be involved in such protests. It is, it is unintellectual. It is nonsensical. It is uh, every other car. Hallelujah. I will not be caught in the company of fools. All right. So what I'm saying to you, therefore, is that on this pulpit, God speaks. God told you about the credit, the credit crunch, date and time it will happen. It happened. And some of the members of this church made money through it who, who believed. Now let me say this to you, therefore, what God told us for each month in your calendar, do it. I have, let me give you my testimony. <laughs> you will say apostle has come again. Yes, I have. When I came from Greece, I came to the prayer and I met people praying for you all. Before I went to Greece, I was in the prayer and people were praying. When I went to Greece, I commenced my model on the aspect of banking, that is the law of banking. All right? When I went to Greece to do my crusade, okay, I was supposed to submit my first assignment, but yet I was in Greece doing crusade and also reading. And some were here faithfully praying for me, and I was also praying with them. And um, Something happened in my submission. I submitted late. Instead of submitting on Friday, Saturday morning, I submitted on a Sunday. In the previous models, they have it there, you can submit late. In this one, they have it there, you can submit late. Suddenly, I received a letter from my lecturer who warned everybody that in my own lecture, you don't submit late because if you submit late without a prior permission, it is zero. So I wrote back to him, have compassion. <laughs> have mercy on, on thou. And um, my result came out yesterday and I got a star. So I've been begging God that all my calls in the, in the single market, I got A throughout all my, my program in single market, and I wrote one of the best papers. And I said, lots of banking, I was told that that is not an easy meet, but every meet is easy with God, for we've got all things are possible. So I said, God, in this loss of banking, please, can you give me a star? Literally, did I know that God answered. So if I get a star to kick off, I will get a star star if it exists. But that, not only that, the knowledge I've acquired within the past two weeks over banking issues, passporting of bankings in Europe, banking registration procedure, difference within that, within uh, uh, UK, Europe, 
and I took Nigeria as, you know, a model. And I began to see loopholes in the Nigerian procedures and stuff. I'm putting something very intellectual together to advise the government of Nigeria on this. But you know what I'm saying this to you? The God we serve here said, this is the month of what? Divine visitation. Yes? And he gave us the book of what? Zachariah 1. What did he begin to say? I will return to Alfred Williams with what? With mercy. You have been praying it even in this week, isn't it? And then he says, and there I will rebuild my temple. And then I will send my angel with the measuring. And then he said, he said unto me again, say unto him. He says that Zion shall flow with what? Overflow with and the Lord shall comfort Zion. This is what we have been praying over for the past 20 days. Please, I beg you, don't miss out. Don't miss out. God work for those who work for him. The problem of believers is, some of us serve God as if we have the whole eternity to serve him for reward. No. You have this art to serve him. And whatever you do here determines what will be forever. And of course, it determines how far you can go here. Unless the Lord bless your labor. However, that person labors in vain. Today I want to talk to you about the book of Acts. I have told you, this church is built on the book of Acts and the gospel. That is the reason why no minister of Christ with Tabernacle anywhere in the world will we tell you that you can be cursed or you need deliverance after you are born again. We don't believe it because the Bible doesn't say it. No minister of this church will collect five offerings in a service and rip people off. We don't do it because the Bible didn't say so. No minister of Christ with Tabernacle will be engaged in the doctrine they call firstborn redemption, it does not exist. It's an antichrist teaching according to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 29. We don't do it. This house is built on Jesus Christ's solid rock. And when Jesus appeared to me in February 1984 and sent me to the commission of beginning this house, he told me, build the church after the book of us. And he said to me, if you do that, you will not fail. What is the, what is the, what is the, what is the, um, what is the um, um, significance of the book of Acts? The book of Acts is a, church, is a book, or the church of Acts. The church of Acts is a church where everybody is significant. That is the distinction. It is not like the church of the Pharisees, when the power resides on the altar, and everybody has to depend on what that man is saying there. In the church of the Pharisees, nobody hears God except the man on the altar. And whatever he tells them, that's what they do. In the church of us, we, went to, we were not able to reach Berea in Greece this time, but we will go there in June again. We went to Corinth and we went to Acropolis. In the church of us, the Bible says that when Paul taught the people, the people went home and checked the scriptures. Any church less than that is not of the Lord Jesus Christ. So church is not a place you come on Sundays and just listen to a message. No, when you listen, you write. If you come to church without a writing part, you have not come to church at all. You only came to play. 
Because those who seek him will seek him by in spirit and in truth. It's in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's see that verse 1 very quickly before we go to the book of Acts. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the what? On the ramparts. I will look to see. Oh, let's read together. One to go. I will stand at my watch. Today's complaint. Look, this is really international headquarters. Yes. Because when I went to New Cross now, I said they should read. They are looking at me. I said, maybe we will move the general headquarters from here to... The Bible says, blessed are those who read aloud the word of this prophecy. This man said, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what God will say to me. And what answer I am to give to his complaint. Anytime you go to God, you must have such hearts. To discuss with God. Not to talk to God. Many Christians go to God, talking to God. And before God starts talking, they are left. I want your God to be your God. <laughs> I want to come to a place where you can say that the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and my God. <laughs> you know, that is what believers should be. Our attitude is to come to Him expecting. Look at what happened the next verse. It says, What? Then what happened? The Lord what? Replied. Say, Then the Lord replied. Say it again, then the Lord replied. Say it again, then the Lord replied. Tell someone beside you, you can hear God when you seek Him with all your heart. So the book of Acts, therefore, is a church that everybody matters. It's a church where nobody stands between man and God. It's a church where those who have been inspired by God and called and ordained by God, who see and encounter God, Tell people, this is your God. This is how to get to Him and they step out. So that you can do what, what, what they have done. And you can also encounter God. Let us see Acts chapter 1, whether that is true or not. Acts chapter 1 verse 1. It says, In the former book of Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to what? To do and to... Come on now. What did he say? Jesus began to... I can't hear you at the back there. Jesus began to what? So he do and he teach. So listen to me, there are four. The first principle of success, a successful leader, is his ability to do first before he teaches. Write it down. If you have a company... And you want your company to go away from local. It is by your actions before your instructions. That is the first principle of effective leadership. There are two major principles I found in life of Jesus. That if any man will emulate it, you will succeed in everything that you want to do. He says, in the first book, O Theophilus, I wrote about... What Jesus began to do. You cannot teach people to do something that you are not doing. 
If you are a leader in a church, you cannot call for prayer and you are not there. You can't call for a meeting and you are late. Your doors before you speak. A father who does not do before teaching will fail in the home. A mother who cannot do or before teaching will fail. The act of effectual leadership is to do and then teach. People copy more of what you do than what you teach. They understand more from your actions, from your sayings. No wonder Jesus was unstoppable. Before we go further in this, there is another principle I learned from Jesus in the book of John chapter 5, verse 19. And that is the, if the principle of mental development or spiritual development. You may call it mental development. Mental is applicable to it. Spiritual is applicable to it. Now, if a person can understand how to develop himself and also understand how to develop others, then you succeed in everything. I would mean that. Because for your vision, you need heralds to make it happen. Okay? And if you are an example of vision... Alright, that is you are practically doing what you are saying, what you are trying people to do. You will always find people who run with the vision. They are the heralds. It says here, Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. Mental development or spiritual development comes from vision. Anything you cannot see, you cannot do. You can't do a business that you cannot perceive and and understand. You cannot live a life that you have not seen yourself living. Jesus was born in the manger. He never gave excuses of the environment where he was born. The lack of his family. Alright? Because in his understanding, he can see the Father. He read the scripture to know what the Father had declared about the Son. And because he can see, it is that sight that drove him to the top. To the extent that he became a threat to the nation, to the government of the world at the time. And the government felt that if we kill him, we get rid of him. And they led him to fulfill destiny. How can a man born in a manger become a national threat? A man born in a place where there is nothing to be written about. Though they said, they said can any good thing come out of Nazareth? <clears throat> so he was from the, the most unassuming village. And from the most unassuming family. And then he was born in the most unassuming environment, and yet he became the world leader. Because what? He can see what the Father says about him, and that he faces, and he could do that with the Father says. So when Jesus raised the dead, he has seen the Father raising the dead. So when he commands that dead, that dead must be raised. When he speaks to the cripple, he has seen the Father raise the cripple. So when he speaks to the cripple, the cripple will be healed. So, everything Jesus did, he did it because he saw the Father. Come on. 
That sight can come by open vision. It can come by trance. It can come by dream. And it can come by knowing. <clears throat> knowing is a function of imagination. You cannot have a knowing without a developmental process. You have to begin a thought and begin to nurse the thoughts because, before knowing can come out of your thinking. The Bible says God is able to do far, exceedingly far above what we can what? Imagine and ask. Before you can ask, you must imagine. I'm saying this because of the mental uh, states or status of each person because it's very. Some of us have developed ourselves now that we can see open vision, we can see, you know, trance and we can have clean dreams and stuff. There are some who are still in the position of just, you know, hearing God in your mind. Of course, we call that in my spirit, isn't it? But yet, too, you will be able to discern between your thoughts and the thoughts of the spirit. Okay? But let me say this to you. The lowest part or the lowest point that man can hear God is through his human mind. All right? But what informs what you can, you know, do from your human mind is your imagination. So, if every one of us recognize this, that our imagination determines what we do, therefore, how do we, what do we do? We nurse our imagination through this, the gospel, the scriptures, so that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. Come on now. As far as I'm concerned, Jesus is my role model. Anything that cannot happen to Jesus cannot happen to Alfred. Demons could not stop Jesus. Demons cannot stop me. Jesus says, the prince of this world came to me, he found nothing. So I will make sure I do not handle anything that belongs to the devil. I will not nurse ideas that come from the devil, neither will I engage myself in actions of the devil, so that the devil have nothing to do with me. I will gather now. Jesus had the two principle, principles. The first one is that he led by example. Second one, what he does, he received from the Father. This morning, I want to explore more on the book of Acts. This is Christ with tabernacle for you. So, therefore, really, let me say that. So, therefore, the lessons we learn from verse 1 is this. From Jesus, the great teacher. The principle of Jesus is that Jesus led by example. And this is the key to effective leadership. Take note. Jesus did before teaching, and he wants us also to do the same. So what Jesus did, Jesus wants you and I to do it. What scripture tells you that? Look at John chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. I will show you something in that John 14, 12 to 14. Now in John chapter 12, verse 14, uh, John chapter 14, verse 12. John 14, 12 to 14. Now it says in verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. I want us to look at this thing very literally. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. 
Verse 14 says, what shall we do together? You may ask me for anything in my name and I will what? I love it. An open check. An open check. Come on, let's read the lines. You will ask me a question, but why are many Christians praying, praying, nothing happened? I want to show you today. I want to show you today. Something I can tell you is this, and I'm sure that every one of us is identified with it. When you are given a lecture by your professor to read, and they gave you a question to answer, and they gave you a day to submit. Some people will be busy from the day they received the lecture until a day before submission. And then they want to read all lectures of many days in one day, which they have to share with other activities. They will read till morning, and they will earn the result of what? Failure. Because it's not that you haven't read. But you see, what they gave you to, to read for seven days, even if you're a genius, you can read it in one day and pass it. Are we getting what I'm saying now? To do the works that Jesus has been doing, all right, you need a committed life that is progressive. There are two things I found in Jesus right before we explain to what he's doing. I found Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus often went to a lonely place to pray. Yes? And I found Jesus a man who always reads the Bible. Since Jesus fasted in chapter 4 of Matthew and Luke, I didn't hear again that he fasted till he died and resurrected. Some Christians think when there is crisis, you fast and you get solution. Zero. Because the crisis will have destroyed many things that your prayer and fasting will not be able to repair. You understand? Your prayer and fasting deal with the crisis, but what about the damage it has caused? Let me give you an example. If the devil libel you because of ignorance, alright, you went to kiss a woman, alright, and you were caught by the paparazzi, and they took it, though you kissed her in the cheek, and they took it, and you are a bishop, another man's wife, and they publish it all over the nations. When you pray, God help me, and God intervene, all the places that your integrity have been destroyed, how will prayer do it? No, prayer can't do that. I would get it now. So therefore, what is that sense to you? A person who serves God must be in fellowship with God daily. Okay? You must pray daily. Alright? You must read the Bible daily. You must discuss with God daily. Then, in the days of problem, the God you serve daily will have told you that this is about to happen, but do X, Y, Z. In the days of 
missed, you will be able to go to that God you serve. Like the king said to Daniel from the dead, you Daniel, I know that the, king, the God you serve ceaselessly will rescue you. God does not want people who worship God on Sundays. He wants men who will serve him daily. Are we together now? How many of you here will want to marry a husband who profess to love you so much, but he calls you once in a week? In courtship. If a man calls a woman once in a week, will the woman agree for marriage? If the woman does, that woman is naive. Because we are the treasure of a man, is his heart lies. So, therefore, listen to this. This scripture, therefore, explain. It says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. I'm not talking about faith today. But the Bible says that children of God should be doing what Jesus has been doing. And then he says, greater work shall he do because I go to the Father. The reason why you and I can do what Jesus did and do greater works is because Jesus is now with the Father. He works through your faith in him. Okay? Anybody who, who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, you have faith in him. He different from faith in the word. Okay? Separate that. This is Hebrew 11.6 faith. Anybody who comes to God must believe that He is. And is a rewarder of those who would diligently seek Him. So all of you are here. You have this faith that He's talking about. You have faith in Jesus. That's why you are here. And if maybe you followed them here today, you didn't have faith. You just want to come and see. Before you leave here, you have faith. Jesus is the Son of God. There is no controversy. <laughs> I was listening to a program they sent to me, one of the prophetic ministers. When they sent that program to me, you know what the minister is saying? One of these American ministers, if I mention his name, a good number of you who always sing, you will know him. All this record, he composed some, some mind-blowing music about, about rapture, about salvation, only for him to come up now and say that the Bible is a lie. Hmm? And then he began to bring all what he claimed to be lies of the Bible. But you know, we are, we are trained now differently. When I looked at all what his, his evidence is, 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 is an evidence of a naive man, an, intellectual, an unintellectual, uneducated person. Because he, he, he tried to disprove the Bible while proving the Bible. <laughs> you go saying now, uh, from intellectual reasoning. But... He said, Jesus is not coming back. He has come already and he will never come again. Alright? And a good number of people may follow him on the social media and begin to say that, oh yeah, that is true. Yes, that is true. Because they themselves don't know the word of God. I have a message for him. I said this, that I'm going to, I'm going to find time and deal with that case. I will mention his name now because I have the legal right to do so. So that I can put a disclaimer on what he has claimed. Now, this is the position. I want to tell him that if the Bible is not true, I prayed in the name of that Jesus and the blind saw. I prayed in the name of that Jesus, God had raised the dead in my ministry. 
I prayed in the name of judges. I have people living with me here in this church that hospital wrote them off. I prayed, they went back, and the hospital cannot find anything. Anything. So if the Bible is not true, why should it validate? Why should it be validated by signs and wonder that they promise? Common sense. All the message, he was saying, Bible is not true, Bible is not true, but what is true, he didn't tell us. I listened to the message one hour, one hour, 25 minutes. I, I said this one, I want to listen to it as an intellectual, not as a Christian, but as an intellectual. I first saw that all his arguments are stupid. <laughs> you know? If I'm able to sit down with him, if I question him three questions, he'd be totally confused. But then at the same time too, if it was an intellectual writing, intellectual writing does not discredit an opinion without giving the right opinion or what the next opinion is. He only went discrediting, discrediting, discrediting. At the end of it, he talked one, one hour, 25 minutes talking nonsense and he didn't give anybody hope and himself too, he's hopeless. I will not follow a hopeless man. Be careful when you see things like that, don't follow it. Really, there are many people saying now on the social media that they went to heaven. Don't listen to anything. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Let's finish this caption and I stop. It says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do the things I've been doing. He will do even greater works than this because I'm going to the Father. Yes? So say, I can do everything Jesus did. And I can do greater works because I have faith in him, and Jesus is with the Father. Don't worry whether you are a minister, an apostle, or prophet, or nothing. You, as a believer, because you have faith in the name of Jesus, Jesus said, by that faith, you can do anything. You don't need anointing for it. The faith you need is the faith that you already have. One of our members, let me tell you this. Pastor Billy called me two days ago. Well, he called me some weeks ago. I said, one of our members in Birmingham went to his country, um, Zimbabwe. And while he was going, he stopped over in Mozambique. When he stopped over in no, while he went to Zimbabwe, when he was coming back, he stopped over in Mozambique. But in Zimbabwe, where he was staying, suddenly a madman just went loose. All right? And the man instantly recognized, remembered. <laughs> so he went to the madman. You know, when madman is displaying, he attracts many people. Yes? I'm talking about madman in Africa now. <laughs> Not madman in England. Because madman in England is corporately trained. Yeah, yeah. They, they behave themselves unless when they want to decide to be mad, you know. Mad and then come back normal. But African madman cannot be tamed. You chain him, he breaks the chain. He, you clothe him, he see out the clothes. I think African devils are bad devils. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. So, half naked, violent, screaming. And the man went and commanded him to stop. Lay hands on him, remember, I rebuke that spirit before everybody. Instantly, the man came to sanity. A member of this house. So, people are, ah, who are you? Pastor something, where are you? Where are you from? 
I'm from England. I'm a member of Christ with Tabernacle. What is Christ with Tabernacle? And he began to preach the word of God to them. People gathered instantly. Okay? And people were giving their lives to Christ. He moved from there to Botswana. And when he got to Botswana, as in the hotel he was, as he came out of his room, by the reception, a man ran to him. He said, I saw you in my dream yesterday. I saw you in my dream yesterday. And somebody told me that you would teach us Bible. He said, well, I don't know <laughs> your dream, but to teach you Bible, come on, I will. Okay, I'll do that today. The man gathered people, and he taught them Bible, and the man said to him, where have you been? He said, you said your church is Christ with Tabernacle. What is Christ with Tabernacle? Where are they? He said, because this teaching that you are teaching us, we haven't had it. And it's the same Bible. So the people said that, well, we are the Christ with Tabernacle Botswana. He blessed them, gave them all the information necessary for them to start discussing the word of God. He came back to Birmingham. They called Birmingham last week and said, we are now 70. And we are asking, can we go and register Christ with Tabernacle Botswana? And please send somebody to us from England. So Pastor Billy now called me that Apostle Botswana is now calling for you. I said to him that it is from your church that they went to cast out devil. And this is from your people. So you are the pastor of that church where they went to cast the devil out. You go. <laughs> so I told Pastor Billy that when you go and take the pastor who, who preached the gospel, he's an ordinary member, he's even not a deacon. So I said to Pastor Billy, that is how I raised you. You were not a deacon when you started the church of Birmingham with great signs and wonders. Even possibilities too. Somebody who was uh, in, a, in their meeting few, in about, about October or so, they went to do a crusade and somebody who was blind was healed in Birmingham. And that had brought so many people to church in Birmingham. I will get it now. I can give you the testimony of Pastor, Pastor Qatar in India. What God did in the Punjabi church. They say it's Punjabi. <laughs> I was told that I'm calling it Punjabi. And they said it's Punjabi. B. Punjabi. W B. <laughs> That's something we call Obi in my language. Punjabi. So when I remember Obi, I will not forget Punjabi. Punjabi. What are Punjabi and Himalayas? What they say they call it Himalayas? You should know it. Himalayas. Hey, you got it. I say it's Himalayas. I say it's Himalayas. Himalayas. Whatever that is, Himalayas or Himalayas. CFC is on top of that mountain right now. <laughs> Casting out devils from those places. Listen to me, beloved. You don't need any faith special to be qualified for this scripture. The only faith you need is what you already have. Faith in the name of Jesus. Hebrew chapter 11 verse 6 kind of faith. But before we stop here, are you not amazed 
that verse 13 says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name. I have taught you about, you know, um, you know, uh, on the sign of letters. When you write a letter and you said, uh, uh, you know, if, if the letter was that, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing and greater what shall you do because I go to my father or I will do. The word or means either is applicable. The word and means they are conjointly applicable. One condition is inseparable from the other. So, if in verse 12 it says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. Okay. He will do even greater works because I go to my father. Okay. Then he says, and I will. Which means, if you can do the first one, the second one is applicable to you. Are we together? Come on now, come on and talk to me. Hey, hey, church, talk to me now. Is this the general headquarters or international headquarters? International headquarters. Okay, let's stand up together and have it. Hallelujah. I want to pray a prayer for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, let this call go this week. And next week we have a warm environment. Somebody say amen. All right, let's take our seats, please. (laughs) Hallelujah. Five minutes more, I will finish. But you must get this. You must get this. The reason why many Christians pray a lot and little happen is because the precondition for God to answer anything, you didn't do it. The precondition says, if you believe that I'm Jesus Christ, and you will go out like I went out. You will win souls like I won souls. You will heal the sick. You will pray for the sick. I was telling them in, uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, Greece, you know, because I met some ministers in Greece who took me to where Paul was preaching. You know, Acropolis. And up there was the temple of Zeus, the twelve gods of, of Greece. And their pillars were standing there. And then over there is another mountain where you have the temple of Artemis. And another mountain over there where you have the temple of uh, who knows what they call him. And those ministers said to me, Apostle, every minister will bring to Acropolis. They make declaration over the temple of Artemis and over the temple of this. And the man said to me, because this is the trinity of the devil. And I was looking at him. I said, so every minister you bring, I said, yeah, 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 yeah. They made, he said, because it's from this temple that Satan is oppressing the whole city of Athens. And I said to him, you, you're talking to a wrong man. <laughs> I said, you're talking to a wrong man. I said, because look at this temple of, uh, of uh, Artemis, the 12 gods. I looked. I said, I can't find any demon. Do you see one? He said, no. I said, I can't see one. I said, all oh, the demons have left. Maybe they went to my mother's village. <laughs> or oh, they are Himalayas, he said. So, I said, I can't see any demon. I said, and moreover too, I cannot understand that Satan can have Trinity. It's not possible. Because it's only God who is true in one. 
I said, so, I don't believe that. I said, you know something, what I'll pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, the spirit that came upon Paul here, let it come upon these people, so that their eyes be opened. How can you be calling stone God? You want me to go to the dead, dead temple and be praying what is not? It's because of how they have believed. So when I was teaching them, I had to deal with false doctrine. And I told them that, look, I don't come here to waste my time. If any one of you know any witch or wizard or Luciferian or anybody who claimed that he speaks for an idol here in this Athens, take me to his house. Take me to his house. If there is an altar, there must be a priest there. I want to meet the man who called himself a priest of any idol in Athens. Let us go and physically meet him. Because Paul didn't go to Athens to be talking nonsense. He went to them. Who are worshipping idols? Because those things are nothing. Listen to me. Ignorance is the greatest killer of believers. Why did I say that? I want to zero in into this. Jesus says, You will do the things I've been doing, and greater works shall you do. Because I go to the Father, then he says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name. And the next I say, You can ask me for anything. Which means that you... Behaving like Jesus has to do with the answer of all your prayers. Why will God answer people like us? We go out to preach the gospel. We go out to bind the devil, to release the captives. I was preaching in Nigeria one day. I had told you my story life or life story, and I will tell you again. Because the Bible is alive to today. Oh, time is gone. I'm going to New Cross. No. <laughs> I was preaching Nigeria. And then God said, I want to heal a crippled child. Two people raised their hands up. And I said, Lord, what's happening here? And God said, the one that brought the girl. I said, okay, the one who brought the girl. The second hand went down. I said, oh my. I'm in a big trouble because the mother of that second one will not let me go. They bring the child out. And they brought the child out. It was crippled by polio. Polio is not what you people in England understand. You need to ask us from Nigeria. We understand it. I don't know whether an African country. Polio will cripple a leg. Or two legs. Some people it's only one leg that is crippled. But that leg will be so tiny and short. Dangling like this. But this girl. Two legs crippled by polio. From the knees down. Totally gone. They, they ta- the laughs were so slim. And when they were bringing the girl out, the mother was crying. The legs was going all over the place. They put the girl down, the legs twisted. Eh? Hello? How will you face a person? He said that somebody is sick there. Let him stand up. And the person, they brought the person out and he's half dead. If you are a man... Who did not understand the scripture? The appearance of that disease has already intimidated you. If you are one of those who believe that you need a special anointing to be able to operate in this, you will be intimidated. Jesus didn't say anointing here. He said, just believe in me that I'm Jesus. And then you do it. So what will I do? I kept on preaching. As I was preaching, I moved away from the chair. And the unction of the word came upon me. I turned towards the child and said, Rise up in the name of Jesus. The power of God bounced the child up. The third time, the Holy Spirit picked the child 
pulled the child up, floated in the air, hit the legs on the ground. The legs grew and expanded instantly. The place turned upside down. Okay? End of service. At the end of the service, as we're going to say the grace, God said, tell the one who brought the boy to bring him tomorrow. I said, okay, who brought the boy? Bring him tomorrow. The following day, by two, the boy was there. But the boy lived in an area where it is predominantly Islam. So all the Afars with big turban had a day before what God did and the witch doctor there. And they had a meeting and said, it will not happen in this jurisdiction because if this Jesus is healing people like this here, we are all bankrupt. Because when people are sick, they go to them for treatment. So they came to the church to make sure a miracle does not happen. So the first pew, two rows, filled up. By three, filled up. They came with their beads. They had this big turban. Inside the turban, they had manners, all manners of charms on their arms, on their thighs, and along their waistband. Charms. When I came into the service in the evening, you know, the intercessors came, Apostle, Apostle, you know, these people are in the church with their, car, their big turban. They said, should we tell them to remove it? And I asked them, whose house is the church? They say house of God. Then let the God of the house remove the Atoba. What's your business with Toba? Because we have this taboo. Ah, that Toba has some power. Hey, that spell has some power. Those are the things that hinder you. You must disbelieve taboo and begin to believe the written word. Jesus said, you will cast out devils. Period. When the time came and I came in, I was in a shirt and a trouser. I looked so I, unassuming. So they, were, they told me at the end of the meeting, they were looking for a man with flowing gown. And when he comes, everybody would know. I didn't wear my collar too then. But when they gave me my microphone, they said they shook their head and said that this small boy does not fear his life. <laughs> you know, that this one is only one alligator pepper. We finish him. So while they were saying that, and they were chewing their mouths, we chanted him. In the church, you know, they would chant, they would chant, you know, <laughs> somebody is neurotically mad, you know, I, I think, <laughs> I was going to talk of Dr. Ajigini now, <laughs> you will have work when you follow me to a meeting like that, because all of them, they have something in their heads, Abby. <laughs> So, whatever happened, they put that child right in front of the church. So, when they gave him a microphone, we started singing, you know, there is power in praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we started preaching. I was preaching about the supremacy of the name of Jesus. When I walk away from the child, they would look at me. But before the preaching, I had been pumped up by praise. I, I will not forget the, 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 the song. There is only one song during the, the whole of that crusade that is the trigger point. They will sing many praises, you know, God does that in various meetings. But this song, when I mount on the pulpit and I said, Oh, 
you can imagine that it makes you fear. Imagine many people singing it. Their voice was like water. Kai. Listen to me. I'm going to Africa. <laughs> the power of God hit me and I started preaching. When I was walking to the child, they would not look at the child. When I walk away, they would look away. So I had to accept and start walking like that. So that their neck. <laughs> the Bible says that an unbeliever is blind. He does not the work of God. As I was walking away, the power of God came by the word. And I turned to the child and said, rise up. All these clerics rose up. With their rosary, the witch doctor rose up with his calabash. He put it under him before. He brought it out. Rise up in the name of Jesus. All of them, they stopped. They froze. By the third time, the power of God picked that child, raised the child up, and hit the legs on the ground. The child ran. All of them went to the floor and said, Allah, Wakubar. I said, shut up. Jesus, Wakubar. Jesus, Wakubar. Collected all this stuff. This one we are talking, all their turban has fallen from their head, and then all the champs under the turban scattered all over the altar. When they got up, they removed their gown. I didn't know that those guys have about three, four gowns. Yes, they have many gowns underneath the gown. They removed the top one, they the second one, they removed all the champs on the legs, on the champs of the hands and legs, and then they removed the one on the band. The place was filled. The Bible says Jesus poured principalities. And power. It is not by anointing. It is by faith in the name of Jesus. That you can do too. And greater you can do too. I did not fast for it. I have faith in the name of Jesus. Someone say, how did you hear God that somebody is here? I come to prayer every day. That's where I hear God. Vigil all the time. They have vigil here this Friday. We were having vigil in, in, um, in a, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Valid till 2 a.m. We were sitting there. God was moving. We can't stop. Some people were here this very Friday. 10 p.m. They prayed till about 1. And then every, every day they come to prayer. That's here. They hear the voice of God. That is how they see vision. That is how they have dreams and revelations. If your Christianity is Sunday, Sunday, may you not be an escort. Hello? Anybody who escort people to university, they graduate in their grave. And you know, testimony when I was in university, but what I do with it now, <laughs> when I was in university, they will never talk of when I graduated. They have nothing to show. A Christian must not be Sunday, Sunday worshiper. Hmm? You know, I'm in university too, so you can't tell me that you are reading. Abby? How in the first book of Theophilus, I have written concerning what Jesus began to work, to do, and to work. To teach apostles in university, and I'm doing LLM. It's not, a, 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 you know, an easy meet. It's not an easy meat, I tell you. Huh? But it is easy 
if you can also serve God. Understanding, that is the name of God. Wisdom, that is his name. Alright? Knowledge, that is his decoration. Eh? You can read volumes of books and come out with nothing. You can read half of the volumes and write better than the volume. It is Holy Spirit that you are, I'm talking about here. Someone said to me that, Apostle, how do you cope? Cope what? Cope what? I cope because I follow what Jesus has done. He said the footprints. Someone says to me that, how can you cope? Cope what? Let me say something to you. According to the scriptures, Jesus said to me here, You, if you have time for me, I will have time for you. You will be doing the things I've been doing, and then anything you ask, guarantee I will do it. But you have to do those things for the condition to be fulfilled. For you now, I will say in closing, this church is the church of the book of Acts. Next Sunday, we'll talk more about chapter 1 and chapter 2. But today, what I want to stem upon is that you must act before you teach. Check what you do now. Is it the way Jesus would have done it if he was a member of this church? Can God depend on you for what he wants to do in London? It's not by mouth. Look, let me tell you. All of you who are professionals here will agree with me. What you committed your life to is what made you a professional. That's what you are professional in. Abi, if you are a medical doctor, you are nothing before. If you are a mathematician, you are nothing before. If you are a lawyer, you don't know even any law before. Nurses, you don't know nothing before. Okay? But at a time in your life, you decide that, okay, I want to go into this. Maybe computer science and stuff. And in your career, you will never get what you didn't put in. And that's why we are in business too. You can be in business and be saying, I'm a businessman with nothing to show for 50 years. Whereas someone can be in business in five years and he is so much prosperous. Okay, so if in the physical, what you put in is what you get, how do you think is different from God? What you put into God is what you get. <laughs> what you put into what you get. <laughs> Let me give you a joke. When I was teaching those people about, you know, all this stuff, some people were looking at me like this. Ah, devil is nothing. Uh, demons are nothing. Uh, this one is not. Uh, what Bible says? They were looking at me strange. Like, what are you talking about? You mean that temple, you don't have demons there? I said, I can see with my two eyes and I can see with the spiritual eyes. I can't see demons in spiritual. That's an empty shell you people are praying over. What about all the prayer I've been praying? God is just looking at you with compassion that what ignorance are these people? When Paul came here, he didn't pray over evil spirits. He preached the word of God. You are praying over evil spirits. Even in the time of Paul, there was real devil there. And I told the man that, look, if Paul passed through these spots, I would never believe that any demon can live there anymore. I told the ministers. I said, look, if Paul had not passed through here, if I, Alfred Williams, passed through this place, if I, Alfred Williams, passed through this place, no demon can be here anymore. That's what I told them. And I showed them 
the video of the bird that was sent to kill me and how I commanded it from the sky and it came down dead. I showed them about the forest, the call evil forest that I went until today they can't worship the devil there anymore. If I, in my ordinary state, is doing that, talk, talk less poor, there are many things that you have believed that have no biblical basis. I say to you in this meeting, hold your brain of it. Look at what Jesus said. If you have faith in me, not if you have anointing, you can do the things I've been doing. You can heal the sick. You can raise the dead. Every miracle Jesus did, and greater works shall you do. Let's stand up together. We're going to pray. You know, what I want us to pray is very simple. Tell God, give me God's kind of faith. Lord, the faith you gave Jesus, give to me as well. That is what I want to pray for today. Shall we begin to pray? The more you pray, the, more, the warmer you become. Begin to pray now and tell the Lord, Give me God's kind of faith, oh God. I want to give the faith of Jesus Christ, the faith he has in the Father. Jesus says you have faith in me, that is to believe in him completely. Tell the Lord, help me to believe in you absolutely. I want to commit myself to the belief of Christ only. Tell the Lord, help me to believe in your word. Mark 16, 16 is written. These signs shall follow those who believe. 16, 17. In my name they will cast out devil. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Tell the Lord, grant me that very strength to rely upon you completely and believe your word without doubting. Now begin to pray for yourself for this month. It said in the book of Zechariah chapter 1 verse 16, I will return to Christ's faith tabernacle with mercy. Begin to pray and tell God, return to me in this month with mercy. Return to me with mercy in this month. This is the month of January. God promised mercy. It says you will have divine visitation. Tell the Lord, return to me with mercy, O God. It says there, I will rebuild the temple. And it's talking about your body, not CFT. CFT has been built already, but you is the temple of God. Tell the Lord, rebuild this body of mine, so that this body can be ready for the new move of your power. Tell God, everything in my body that is contrary to God, let them be taken out of me. Rebuild my home. Tell the Lord, rebuild my life. Rebuild my family. Everything of the devil, take it away from them. Make me ready. Purpose ready. Oh Lord my God, for the next move of God upon the earth, let me be partaker. It says, I will send the angel with his measuring line to measure the Jerusalem. Tell the Lord, measure my life how wide and how deep. 
Bring me to the place that you have proposed for me. Speak in the name of the Lord who lives forever and ever. Help me, O God. Tell the Lord, he says, and then he says again, Jerusalem shall overflow with prosperity. Begin to speak, Lord, let me overflow with prosperity in the name of Jesus. Let this house overflow with prosperity in the name of Jesus. Tell God, the testimony of this church is not complete until your testimony is added. Tell the Lord, answer my cry. Let my life overflow with prosperity. Prosperity of health, financial prosperity, ideas that will travel to enlighten the whole world. Transform the whole mankind. Oh Lord, imagination that transcends human understanding. <coughs> Something that will transform my career. Let it flow, let it flow. Prosperity of God. In-depth knowledge, wisdom, mixed with understanding. Tell the Lord, it says, and I will comfort Zion. Ask God to comfort you in this very month. Before this time next Sunday, that your mouth will fill with laughter, you will have a testimony to share with the people of the mighty hand of God. It says, a new covenant I make with you. I will do wonders never done before. Tell the Lord, let my life fulfill that which you have spoken. This week shall be my week of miracle. It shall be my week of wonders. It shall be my week of transformation. Father Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let there be renewal, transformation in everything around my life. This is what God promised us for this month. None of you who are sick must remain sick by the end of this month. He said, by his stripes I was healed. Oh Lord, my King. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. I want us to pray for our Prime Minister, Theresa May. You know, God gave this house a mandate to pray for Theresa May. We're going to pray for her. She'll be going to U.S. next, next week. We will pray that God will fill her with the spirit of counsel and knowledge and understanding. And that God will touch the heart of Trump too and all his covenants. For Trump, I want us to pray that God, that he confessed on the day of inauguration, will take over the entire mind of Trump. So that heaven will be speaking to him. There is a man will come back with decisions that will better our life as a nation. Shall we begin to pray for Theresa May? Spirit of counsel, spirit of sound mind. God will fill our Prime Minister Theresa May with the wisdom of heaven and everyone that will go with him. Lord, that they will speak by the counsel of heaven and we pray for Trump, Lord, and all his team. That they will not take decisions that will hurt us. Every decision they will take will be decisions that will bring us to destiny in the United Kingdom. That this nation will see the light of God again. Father, we ask for direction for our government in this country. Let us pray for her health. That God will strengthen her and heal her. 
God will renew her health. That Satan will not be able to destroy her due ill health. The mercy of God will be upon her. Oh Lord. Let's pray for Trump as well. Because he has confessed the Lord in the midst of the people. That the glory of heaven will surround him. That God will destroy the devil before Trump. And he will fill Trump with the spirit of power. Devil will not have power over him. Demons of hell will not be able to touch him. That God will fill him with the spirit of counsel. The things he promised to do, God will empower him to do those things. So that the poor people can be blessed. He will be able to do all the jobs that he spoke he will do. Creating jobs for America. Establishing a, a, a leadership that the whole world will emulate. So that the nations of the world, those who govern nations, will be, they will be people-minded. They are people-minded and help their people. His heart is to see that the people are held. And heaven will give him the resources, angelic resources for Trump. Every opposition, let them melt away. We pray that the Holy Spirit will guide and direct him. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. My God and my King, I ask you for revelation, the spirit of revelation and knowledge for every member of Christ with Tabernacle. In the UK, a decision has been taken, which is not understood by those who took the decisions and we who also hear. Nobody can talk about where this decision will lead us. We only have some vague intellectual knowledge about what probably could happen. But Lord, many things have happened over the past one year, contrary to intellectual understanding. Because you, the King of Heaven, you are shaking the kingdoms of the earth, so that you can call their heart towards you. Father, if there be anything that this country, Great Britain, will get from Brexiting, I ask let it be a revival. Father, from the House of Law to the House of Parliament, to the streets of London, that the greatest and the smallest of this nation will know the Lord of their Father. And in this season, O God, you said in the days of famine, my people will have plenty. Lead every member of this house to the house of plenty. In our dreams, give us visions. Let our mind be turned towards discovery, investigation, and discovery. So that at the end of the day, your name be glorified. If anybody came here sick, I declare you are made whole. You didn't hear me. Your knees have just been healed right now. That pain that goes in the center of your bone has just departed from you right now. Somebody who passed out blood in his anus, from today you are healed in your rectum. If there be any lump in your body, either within or without, I declare by faith in the name of Jesus that lump is vanished. If your organ had been afflicted, I declare the name of he who created the human body and the organs of the body, even the name of Jesus Christ, receive brand new organs. Organs that have never been sick, receive them. Your heart, your liver, your pancreas, your kidney, transformed in the name of Jesus. 
your ovary, your ovidus, every sickness that will take it away. It says, I wish above all things that you might prosper and be of good health. So the will of God for Christians is to prosper and to be healthy. Every unhealthiness, I command them to vanish in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There are many of us who procrastinate. We have understanding to do things, but we never carry it out. And these are good, great ideas from God. We get so much busy that we cannot do those things God has set for us to do in our life. Or sometimes we get so fearful. The Bible says you are not given the spirit of fear because it makes you become a slave. So I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. Receive boldness in the name of Jesus. Instead of confusion, receive direction in the name of Jesus. The last few days in the month of January 2017 will bring blessing to you. Every day of this month we honor my voice. The water you drink, the air you breathe shall be blessing to your body. The favor of God will rest upon you. You will find favor before all mankind. You will find favor before the holy angels of God. When you will sit down, God will fill you with revelation. When you will sleep, God will fill you with innovation. That which God has given to you shall be fulfilled in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless you. If anybody was jobless this month, this week, you get into gainful employment by in Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats, please. Before we take the offering, I want to say this to us that by the grace of God, um, the first first Sunday of February, which is Apostle Sunday, every first Sunday, we are going to be looking into two things. Our mission to Israel. If you are interested in going to Israel this year, please begin to put your name down with the King Charles at the reception desk. Because we started getting together, people would like to go to Israel. But on the 1st of January of February, we will show you things about it. Also, um, um, our anniversary is coming up in about, about less than two months or so. Yes, less than two months. Yeah, end of next month. So, look at the calendar. Get yourself ready. Those of you who know you have calling of God upon your life, alright, that week, in the morning, during the day, we train ministers. And that is where we give you information, architecture and everything of calling and stuff like that so that when god now calls you you are fully informed so and they will look also at the missionary journey of january so that we look at testimonies of all the places you have been in january and the focus of february the lord will continue to strengthen us and bless all our endeavors shall we just prepare for our tithes and our offerings now if you need an envelope, just...